This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. It's Zoomer Radio's Theater of the Mind with Frank Proctor. Open your mind as we fill your head with amazing thrills, chills, <laughs> and laughs. Theater of the Mind, the best love programs from radio's golden age, only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor. Well, thank you, and welcome to the show. A little later in the hour, we're going to have Red Skelton drop by. <laughs> and I know that that will bother the devil out of Carol in Norland, who wrote asking me to curtail any future shows by Red because she can't stand him laughing at his own jokes. Now, unfortunately, Carol, I receive mail from folks like Tim Keller and Robert Woods and others who say exactly the opposite. So I'm afraid I'll have to lose you for the second half of the show. Sorry about that. But if you were a kid back in the 40s, the Cisco Kid would have been on your favorites list. The Cisco Kid was a fictional character found in numerous film, radio, television, and comic book series based on the fictional Western character created by O. Henry's short story, The Caballero's Way. It was published back in 1907. In O. Henry's original story, the character is a 25-year-old desperado in the Texas-Mexico border country who bears little resemblance to later interpretations of the character. He kills for sport and is responsible for at least 18 deaths. Now, in films, radio, and television, the kid was depicted as a heroic Mexican caballero, even though he was originally a cruel outlaw. But tonight we're going to hear from the good guy. The Cisco Kid first came to radio October 2nd of 1942 with Jackson Beck in the title role and Louis Soren as Pancho with Vicky Vola and Berna Rayburn in supporting roles and Michael Ryan announcing this weekly series, which continued on the Mutual Network until February 14th of 1945. And tonight's episode is entitled Poncho and the Parrot. Here's adventure. Here's romance. Here's the famous Robin Hood of the Old West. <laughs> Cisco, the sheriff is getting closer. This way, Pancho, Pamelo, the Cisco Kid. story of the Cisco Kid, Pancho and the Parrot. When the railroad came to the old southwest, land swindles increased. Struck by the fever for gold or for new land and new opportunities, men would buy anything, sometimes sight unseen, and the results were often tragic, now and then hilarious. Our story opens in the tiny railroad station and post office in the town of Dixon Flats. 
Cisco and the faithful Pancho are just entering. Buenos dias, Senor Matthews. Uh, morning, Cisco. Howdy, Pancho. Buenos dias, Senor. Well, you two been camping around Dixon Flats for quite some time now. See, si, we have, Senor. We like this little town. It's very nice. I'm told you have a letter for me, Senor Matthews. Your son came to our camp last evening. Yep, I have, Cisco. I'd have given it to the boy to take out to you, but I didn't know if you were there. Here she is. Ah, gracias, senor. Oh, I beg your pardon. Watch where you're going, stranger. Next time I will. What time does the train get in, Matthews? If she's on time, she'll be here in five minutes. Meeting somebody, Mr. Patterson? That's none of your blame business, whether I am or not. Uh, Who is that hombre, senor Matthews? Pancho, I'd like him neither. Pancho, I think he looked like a coyote. Yeah, I figure he is a coyote, too, Pancho. His name's Patterson. Ed Patterson. He lives over in Adobe City. Comes over here once in a while, look over his property. Owns a sight of land around here. He owns it outright, senor? I believe he does, Cisco. Say he's got lots of influence back in Washington. Well, his manners could be better. Come, Pancho, we'll sit down and read this letter. Cisco, read it to Pancho, huh? You know Pancho, not to read. Easy. Oh, it's from our old friend, Senor Sampson. Oh, Senor Sampson. <laughs> he go back east a long time ago, huh? He left a large amount of money and went back to get it and never returned. What did he say? What did he say? Oh, just what a moment, Pancho. Wait, wait, wait. I read it. Uh-huh. There's some good friends of his named Morris. His father and daughter are coming here to Dixon Plots very soon. Uh, what is this voice say there? there that, those do. There, get that, your big finger off the letter so I can see. That way I can see that what he say. They say your Morris has bought land here. As he thinks Senor Morris may have been swindled. He not think we swindled Senor Morris, Cisco? No, 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 Pancho. He knows we do not swindle people. No, we don't swindle people. He merely asks that we do all we can to help Senor Morris. And... Oh. What, 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 what? He suspects that the hombre Patterson is the man who may have swindled him. Pancho, I am sure we are going to have trouble with that hombre. <laughs> Almost there, Dad. Hmm? Huh? Almost there. Why, to Dixon Flats, where we're going. I wish you wouldn't interrupt me, Stella. I'm right in the midst of tracing our descent from Richard the Great. I'm sorry, Dad, but you'd better put that book away and start getting our things together. On your mark, get set. My body lies over the ocean. For heaven's sake, cover up that parrot. That squawking's getting on my nerves. But it's so hard if I cover him. Really, Dad, you're awfully impatient. I don't mean daughter, but I'm anxious to get there and get settled and return to my genealogical studies. It doesn't help to growl and grumble. I just hope we find everything the way Mr. Patterson represented it. It should be fun living in a town of 3,000 after living in Chicago so long. Your health should be better out here, too, Dad. Uh, what did I do with the deed to that property? It's in your suitcase. I'm dying to see the house. Five rooms, think of it. It doesn't say anything about a house in the deed. No, but Mr. Patterson said there was one. Ought to be a good one for $3,000, all the money I had. But we've also got 500 acres of land. $6 an acre? I call that pretty good. Dixon Flats! Dixon Flats! Here we are, Dad. Dixon Flats! Dixon Flats! Help! Please! Stella, cover up that confounded parrot, great Scott. All right. I hope that yelling of his isn't an omen. <laughs> Uh, 
Ed. Ed Patterson. Now, what do you want, Gus? That line that's hold old Morse has got gold on it. What? What are you talking about? Nobody ever hit gold around here. There's gold there, I saw it. Look. Look at them nuggets. Why, thunder, it is gold. Sure it is. Washing down the creek and that's on their land. They've just been out there making sure the boundaries for you, like you said to do. Better have a look at that. Come on, then. I was waiting to see if Morrison came in on this train. Thought maybe he'd get the scourge after he saw what he'd bought, and I could buy that land back again for 50 cents and a dollar. And then sell it again, huh? Yeah, to some other sucker for six dollars an acre. Yeah, but that can wait. Come on, show me where that gold is. Keep an eye out for the senor and the senorita, Pancho. Pancho, she's gone, buddy. Look, she's gone. No, no, no. That is on the locomotive, amigo. You're not right there, she's gone. No, no. Just the engineer and the fireman right on the locomotive. 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 Pancho thinks that motor loco, all right. Big black dirty thing. There, there. Wait, wait, wait. That might be senor Morris and his daughter. They're standing there looking around. Oh, see, see. What is senorita got in her hand, she's gone? Oh, might be a parrot cage, Pancho. Parrot cage? Pancho never hear of a parrot. What a parrot? There's a bird, amigo. We'll tell you more about it later. Come, let us make ourselves known to them. I beg your pardon, Mr. Senor Morris. That's who I am, mister. You are a friend of Senor Sampson? Walter Sampson? See? Well, yes, we know Walter Sampson well. I have here a letter from Senor Sampson asking us to be of help to you in any way possible. Oh, how nice. I am known as the Cisco Kid, and this is my compañero, Pancho. Well, how do you do? This is my daughter, Stella. Thank you, I hope you will like it here. I think we will, only... Where's the town? You are looking at the town. Four houses, one barn, two chicken house, one store, one depot, too many people. I mean, that's all there is of it. See, senorita, you were expecting it to be bigger? We were told it was a town of 3,000 people. It begins to look as if we were taken in, Stella. Dear, this isn't even a crossroads. Well, we will see what we can do. You have a map of your property, senor? Yes, right here in my pocket. The deeds in my suitcase. Can we go and look at the property right now, Cisco? I want to know the worst as soon as possible. Very well, senorita. Although it may turn out to be better than you think. Uh, Pancho, take the birdcage from the senorita. Thank you, Pancho. Also, take that suitcase. I will take the others. Let's leave the package in the depot. This could say a bird in here, senorita. It's my parrot, Pancho. Huh? His name is Oswald. My father bought him from a sailor. He's got quite a vocabulary, too. Quite a, beca- he got a vocabulary? But he just won't use it when anybody's looking at him. Oh, uh, vocabulary. <laughs> that must mean his beak, huh? Put the things down here, Pancho. It'll be all right. Will they not say your matters? Yes, so, Cisco. But I'm going home to dinner in a minute. Well, will it be all right if Pancho stays here while you are gone? Yeah, sure thing. Then you stay here, Pancho, and keep an eye on the package. Senorita, you can ride with me on Diablo, and you, Senor Morris, can ride on Loco. Pancho does not mind. Pancho not mind. Pancho, stay here and take a little siesta. You are ready, Senorita? Yes, just as soon as I uncover the parrot. There, Oswald. Now it'll be cooler for you. And Pancho's here to keep you company. So sleepy. Let's see, keep the eyes open. Let's go the anchor, boys. Somebody say something? Pancho think he hears somebody. No, must be wrong. Nobody here. Pancho wrong. Get by the repair. 
Probably Pancho was talking to Oswald. Hey, possibly. Also, Pancho may have got hungry and got to get something to eat. Stella. Stella, this deed's gone. What? It's gone. Look, it was right there. Yes, it was. I packed that suitcase myself. Dad, that Pancho. Oh, now, senorita, Pancho would not open the suitcase. I'm not so sure. We don't know him. We don't know you either. Dad, these men are in league with Patterson. I'm sure they are. Unless Cisco can find that deed, it's going to be very hard to prove that he and Pancho are innocent of stealing it. Also, that Patterson did steal it. scared out of his wits by Stella Morris's talking parrot, left the railroad station in a hurry, Ed Patterson came in and stole the deed to land which he had sold to Stella's father. When the Morrises returned and found the deed missing, they blamed Pancho and suspected Cisco. Now... It's perfectly clear, Dad. Cisco suggested that Pancho stay here and guard our luggage so Pancho could steal the deed. But, senorita... Don't talk to me. I don't even want to speak to you. Senor Morris, Pancho did not steal that deed. Pancho would not steal anything. He does not know the meaning of the word. Then where is the deed? I do not know. I only know that Pancho would not steal it. He would not even open your suitcase. Cisco, Cisco, uh, Pancho sees you come, and Pancho run all the way here. Uh, there's a ghost in here. A ghost? A ghost. She, 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 a ghost. What are you talking about, Pancho? There is no such thing as a ghost. Um, Pancho hear him, Cisco. Pancho not see him, but he hear him. Pancho had enough. Uh, Did you hear that, Cisco? That a ghost? That is not a ghost, Pancho. That is the parrot talking. The, 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 the parrot talking? That bird talking? Hey. Uh, Santo, Pancho think that worse than a ghost, a talking bird. Adios, Cisco. Come back here. Uh, There's nothing unusual about a talking parrot. What about my deed, you? Me? Yes, you. You stole the deed to my land out of this suitcase. Pancho, I think they're mistakes, senor. Pancho not steal anything. And Pancho not here after that. That bird start to talk. Don't believe him, Dad. We'll take this matter to the police. What police? Hey, let us go to the sheriff and talk it over with him. Oh, wait, wait. Let's see Patterson. Howdy, Mr. Morris. Howdy, miss. Hello. I, uh, meant to meet you at the train, but I got delayed. You swindled us on that land, Patterson. You told us it was right on the edge of a town. You said there was a good house and buildings on it. Well, I was just going to explain that, Mr. Morris. I got it mixed up with another deal. Your place is over near Adobe City. You mean that there's a house on it? It's the way you described it to Why, us? Why, sure thing, miss. As soon as your father hands me back the deed I gave him, you get the matter all straightened out. Well, I... Uh, you see, uh, my deed's just been stolen, Patterson. Stolen? Yes. And my daughter and I were just questioning these men here... Oh, you should do well the question of Mr. Morris. These fellas been in most every jail in the whole Southwest. Be careful what you say, senor. That's true, and you know it is. Is it true, Cisco? It is true that Pancho and I have been in jails. Oh, I should have known it. Yes, senorita, but every time we escape... No, 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 Pancho. Huh? Senor, senorita, Pancho means we were wrongly arrested. See, si, see, si, we escape all the time. <laughs> Here's your answer, Mr. Morris. Well, until you hand me that deed, none of my land belongs to you. You mean without the deed, we 
can't prove we bought that land? What? That's right. Hold it, Travis, and cut his teeth back. What the... Uh, Did you hear that, Sayer Morris? Senorita? Something about Ed Patterson. I didn't get the rest of it. Neither did I. You heard it, Senor Patterson. I, uh, uh, no, no, I didn't hear a thing. Uh, when you find that deed, Morris, I'll be over in Adobe City. You can reach me there. Senorita, can you get that parrot to repeat anything? No, not till he gets ready to. He may say something once and never say it again, but I don't see what he's got to do with this. He has a great deal to do with him. He is the only one who can solve this matter, if he will. property back, you've already made $3,000, huh? Yeah, yeah, but when I was talking with the Morses over at the depot in Dixon Flats, that parrot fired my own words right back in my face. What words, Ed? What are you talking about? You remember, Gus, just after I took the deed out of the old man's suitcase, what I said? Good knows I do. I said old Ed Patterson's got his deed back. Oh, yeah, yeah. i will be a local maverick if that bird didn't squawk out them same words right in front of me and the Morses and Cisco and that other sidewinder. The parrot said that? Sure as you're born, Gus. I heard him all right. I let on I didn't. Worst of all, Cisco heard him. And the only thing to do is kill the parrot. That's what I gotta do. Morse is staying at Matthew's place. As soon as I get these papers filled out, we'll ride over and buy that parrot. I don't know why I agreed to ride over here with you, Cisco. Parrot probably won't talk. You never do when you want him to. But, Sheriff, even if the parrot does not talk, the fact that Senor Patterson comes to buy that bird will mean something, will it not? How would it? Might mean that he has a very guilty conscience. <laughs> Gotta be more than just a guilty conscience to hold water in court, Cisco. You know that. Nevertheless, I think you will not be sorry you came. Ah, uh, here. Hold on. And there's the senorita. Buenos dias, senorita. Buenos dias, senorita. Oh, it's you two. And who's the gentleman with you? This is Sheriff Dobbs, senorita Morris. How do you do, Miss Morris? I'm very sorry, Sheriff, that I haven't proof enough to ask you to arrest these men. Well, now, ma'am, I don't know. I, I've known these two hombres a long, long time, and I've never yet known them to steal anything. You know our story, then? I know what Cisco's told me. That's one side of it. If Dad was here, he might help me tell our side of it. But he rode out with the Matthews to look again at that property we thought was ours. We are here to try to help you believe we did not take that deed, senorita. You are going to have visitors very shortly, and... Oh, there is dust in the distance. Yes, Cisco. Maybe these are two hombres. Senorita, when these men get here, take them into the room where the parrot is. I don't see why I should... You've got a nerve... Senorita, please. There is no time to waste words. The sheriff and Pancho and I will be in the next room listening. Yeah, I'd string along with Cisco if I was you, ma'am. He... Most always knows what he's doing. Well, if you say so, Sheriff, all right, but I don't understand this at all. Gracias, senorita. Keep them in the room talking as long as you can. Come, Sheriff. Come, Pancho. We'll go in the house. Afternoon, miss. This is Gus Linson. Howdy, ma'am. Hello. What can I do for you? Well, I, uh... I'd kind of like to talk to you about that parrot of yours, miss. Very well. Come in. Thank you. Sit down, won't you? Thanks. Now, what about my parrot? Well, I've kind of took a fancy to that bird, miss. I'd like to own him. 
He's not for sale, Mr. Patterson. <laughs> I uh, didn't figure he would be. <laughs> Unless I could make the price attractive. He's a fine-looking bird, ma'am. Good talker, too. How do you know? Well, I, uh, I mean, I guess... Shut up, Gus. I'll give you $50 gold for that bird. No. 75 My gracious, Mr. Patterson. He isn't worth $75. Well, I, I know that, but the value of a thing lies in how much a man's willing to give for it. 75 He's not for sale. I'll tell you what I'll do. Uh, I'll give you $200 cash. Really, Mr. Patterson, that's not sensible. Why do you want him that much? Why, well, I told you why. Here, here's your money right here. No. Well, now look here. Okay. Old Ed Patterson got his deed back. That settles it, Towering. That blasted bird's oh. neck. Oh, you will not try to stop me. I will. This may stop you. Your pardon, senorita. These must be. I'll get the parrot and punch it in. mean to say in that. Uh, how do I know? The only way you can learn, Sheriff, is by hearing people say the words. Patterson must have taken that deed. I think when your father comes back, Senorita, you will know why Senor Patterson wanted that deed back. Uh, it kind of looks bad for you, Ed. You come on with me. I'm going to get to the bottom of this matter plum quick. won't blame me too much, will you, Cisco? Blame you, senorita? Of course not. It was a natural mistake. The evidence was against Pancho and me. I'm terribly sorry just to say... Oh, oh, do not be sorry. There is nothing to be sorry for. Let us be glad instead. Glad that the hombre Patterson confessed and returned the deed to your father. I'm so happy about that. Ah, you are now rich, senorita, with all that gold your father found on your land. You and Pancho should have a share of that, Cisco. Gracias, but Pancho and I have no need for gold. I never met anybody like you, Cisco. Everyone is different, even Oswald. Yes, Oswald, bless his heart. I wouldn't sell him for a million dollars. I mean that. I believe you, senorita. There are many things that gold cannot buy. Yes, Cisco. The sunrise in the morning, the sunset at night. Yes. The smile on a senorita's lips and in her eyes. Yes, Cisco. And perhaps... Perhaps what? The touch of a senorita's lips. Well? Like this. Senorita. Quiet, Oswald. Cisco busy. Cisco. Say, sí, Pancho. What? Say you might do. Oh, he is a genealogist, amigo. He a geni what? A genealogist. Huh? That means he can trace down your family tree. Pancho, I got a family tree, Cisco. Pancho, family, all born on the ground. A family tree is only a way of speaking, Pancho. Huh? Uh, to say it another way, Senor Morris can tell who you, your father, and your grandfather sprang from. 
You say you might have told who my grandfather Manuel sprang from? Si, amigo. Oh, but Cisco. Si. My grandfather Manuel. <laughs> very fierce man. I cannot help how fierce he was, Pancho. Senor Morris can still tell you who he sprang from. Then Senor Morris not tell the truth, Cisco. Oh, why does he not tell the truth? Because my grandfather Manuel so fierce. Si. He never sprang from anyone. He always sprang at them. Oh, Pancho. Oh, Cisco. <laughs> <laughs> And so ends another exciting adventure with O. Henry's famous Robin Hood of the West, the Cisco Kid. Listen again for another thrilling adventure of the Cisco Kid. Cisco Kid was played by Jack Mather, Poncho by Harry Lang. Stay tuned for the Red Skelton Show next on Theater of the Mind. Time now for Red as the Mean Widow Kid to make a visit as we hear the episode, Junior Goes to a Department Store. Procter & Gamble brings you the Red Skelton Show, starring Red Skelton, Dave Rose and his orchestra, our singing stars, the Four Knights, Verna Felton, Lorene Tuttle, Pat McGeehan, and yours truly, Rod O'Connor. Yes, it's the Red Skelton Show, brought to you by Tide, Procter & Gamble's amazing new discovery for your whole family watch. Tide skin dirt's out. Tide gets clothes cleaner than any soap. Any soap? Yes, any soap. Tide gets clothes cleaner than any soap. T-I-D-E, Tide. And now, from Metro Golden Mayor, the star of our show, Red Skelton. Evening, ladies and gentlemen. How are you, O'Connor? Well, I'm fine, Red. Uh, how was your trip to Washington, D.C.? Oh, it was really swell. And I'd like to say here and now, it's a wonderful feeling to go to Washington from Hollywood without a subpoena in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did you think of Washington, Red? Oh, it's really a great city. White, gleaming buildings and the Treasury Department and 
broad avenues and the Treasury Department and beautiful memorials and the Treasury Department. <laughs> Just, just a minute. You know, the Treasury Department seems to have made quite an impression on you. Annually, bub, annually. <laughs> hey, you know, I took my uncle over to the Bureau of Engraving where they make money, and he looked at the machines. He says, look at the dirty crooks. They stole my idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, shall we try some jokes now? Yes. <laughs> Brad, you went back to the nation's capital to attend the Variety Club's banquet honoring Secretary of State Marshall, didn't you? Yeah, I, I felt that the General Marshall and I have a lot in common. See, we're both in the same outfit together during the yeah. war. <laughs> of course, he was a five-star general, and I was just a six-button private. But I could <laughs> have had a better rating, but they never came around the guardhouse to see the good work I was doing. Well, the Variety Club gave Secretary Marshall a humanitarian award for his services to mankind, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, tell me, what did they give you? Wait till I find my... Fi- Here it is. <laughs> Uh, what's that? What'd they give me? Uh, yeah. The usual 24 hours to get out of town. <laughs> Hardly <laughs> worth finding, was it? Well, where did you stay when you were back? There? I stayed at the Stagger, uh, the Statler Hotel. <laughs> From the looks of those holes, boy, I was right the first time. <laughs> That's a pretty classy place. Yeah, it's really, really high class. Did you have a suite? No, I took my wife with me. <laughs> Loaded with politicians. You know, everybody talks politics in Washington, but they're only interested in what they've got to sell. I said to one guy, What do you think the Taft Hartley bill? He says, I think they should pay it. Did the people go for you back there? Yeah, with a club as usual. Mm-hmm. One, one cab driver asked me if I was a congressman. I says, No, a comedian. He says, Oh, third party, huh? <laughs> Did you visit any of the famous buildings? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. I, uh, I visited the White House, but the man of the house wasn't in. He wasn't? No, they said he was out trying to talk to landlords into renewing his lease. <laughs> you know, Dewey and Truman are traveling so close together, Truman got up this morning, had on Dewey's uh, pajamas. <laughs> lunch at the White House while I was in Washington. Really? Yeah, I had lunch there. Of course, I didn't get any butter. The chain on my knife was so short I couldn't reach it. <laughs> I saw Dewey at the White House and he was writing a postcard home to his wife and I peeked over his shoulder and says, having a wonderful time. Wish I were here. <laughs> In dirt's out. Tide gets clothes cleaner than any soap. Any soap? Yes, any soap. Now hold on there just a minute. That cake of soap I got for Christmas back in 1906 was still pretty powerful. But I hear that they got some mighty good new soaps and sudsers on the markets now. Did I? You're so right. Yeah. Let me tell you about Tide. Tide gets clothes cleaner than any of them. Soap or suds are old or new. Procter & Gamble's Tide gets clothes cleaner than any washing product known. I mean, gets all your clothes cleaner, too. Your whole family wash, top to bottom, from linens and prints to work shirts and overalls. Tide not only leaves them free from dirt, Tide removes dingy soap film, too. Think of it. All this amazing cleaning power, yet Tide is safe. Truly safe for all your washable colors. In fact, Tide spruces up gay checks and prints. Actually brightens those soap-dulled colors. And in hardest water, Tide gets white things whiter than any other washing product known. Tide keeps them white, too. Week in, week out. Never turns them yellow. 
No, wash day products are not all alike. Tide and Tide alone gives you all this, the cleanest, brightest, whitest wash you ever hung on the line. Ladies and gentlemen, did you know that over 50% of the doctors that switched to camels are now back to driving cars again? Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, the four knights are here now to sing uh, Rambling Rose. Everyone knows she's a rambling rose, she's a beauty growing wild. Birds in their nests seem to whistle their best for Mother Nature's favorite child. She's got the kind of affection that just winds around your heart. You'd better run for protection or she might upset your flower card. I hate to disclose that the rambling rose is gonna beat her Waterloo. I let her play, but she can't get away Because I know just what to do And anyone knows you can train a rose To be a clinging vine So from this day hence to be a picket fence Round that rambling rose of mine Round that rambling rose of mine Oh, how they sigh When she passes by She thrills them with a sweet perfume Nobody's brush has painted her blood. That's just a natural boon. Cause everyone knows she's a rambling rose. She's a beauty and she's running wild. Birds in the nest seem to whistle their best. Just for Mother Nature's favorite child. To disclose that my rambling rose is gonna meet her Waterloo. And from this day hence, there'll be a great big fence from that rambling rose of People you'll meet sooner or later. Have you ever met anyone who mistook you for somebody else? Well, old Clem Cadiddlehopper did once, and so will you sooner or later. Boy, I really sing it when I get done with it. You can smell it. Well, Sarah, I just registered for the draft again. They didn't know how to classify me either. Dead or alive. They said they're going to defer me because I'm a farmer. Of course, my corn crop wasn't too good this year. The ears were so bad they were wearing hearing aids. Well, I'll stop in the Daisy June's house and get a bite to eat. I wonder what she's going to have for supper tonight. I hope it ain't hash. She's so impulsive, you know. (laughs) 
find that same car again. Now, that guy's been following me for an hour. I hope I ain't in any trouble of any kind. Somebody told me that the dog catcher had a warrant for me. <laughs> well, if it ain't Lieutenant Muscle, remember me? I don't even remember me. Stop playing dumb. Playing? I yeah. ain't playing dumb. I'm sincere about it. Look, Lieutenant Muscle, you remember the way you pushed us GIs around? Well, you ain't got those bars on your shoulders now. Oh, here, let go of my Adam's apple. It ain't ripe enough to pick yet. Let go of me, will you? I told you overseas that if I ever met you when you got out of the army, I was going to punch you in the nose. I've never seen you going to punch who in the nose? I'm going to punch you. Well, you just try it once. You'll be surprised. Mm. See, it was easier than you thought. Lieutenant, get up, you... Say, just a minute. What? Stand over here in the light. Well, you were doing all right when we were standing in the dark. <laughs> oh, look, I'm awful sorry, fella, but what? from a distance, you look just like Lieutenant Muscle. No kidding. Yeah, d- did I hurt you? Oh, no, no. I tied this knot in my spine to remember something. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry I punched you without thinking. Well, I'm not. If you'd have thought about it, you'd have done a better job. <laughs> Please accept my apologies for mistaking you for Lieutenant Muscle. You mean to tell me that there's another guy in the world that looks yet like me? You look enough alike to be twins. Ooh, what a gruesome dog. No hard feelings, eh, buddy? I ain't got no feelings at all now. Uh, can I drop you off someplace? No, no, my girl's house is right here. I better hurry, I'll be late for supper. Okay. All the experiences I've had, huh? into an old friend. Of course, he had his fist out at the time. Won't you come in? Well, thank you. Don't mind. Well, wait till I open the screen door. I'm sorry. I didn't notice the screen. I thought those specks in front of my eyes were turning to squares. Clam, you're just in time to help me with the supper dishes. Dishes? You mean you've already eaten? Well, no, I never expected it. A uh, cat's after me like this, a uh, catastrophe like this. Didn't you eat, Clam? Are you accusing me of doing something behind your back? Oh, I'm sorry, Clam. Oh, it's all right. Are you hungry? No, I ain't hungry. Your stomach growling? That wasn't thunder you heard. Look, if you'll help me with the dishes, I'll fix you a bite to eat. Okay, okay. A little tired, Mary. I'll wash, and you dry. Why should I dry? I ain't even wet. Oh, Why must you act like an imbecile? Because I refuse to put on airs. Oh. Here, take this towel to dry the dishes with. Yeah, I'm pretty good at drying dishes. Watch me. I'll dry three of them at a time. Now, what's this? Stop showing off. You can't dry three dishes at a time. You're liable to break one. Oh. I've been drying dishes all my life. I never broke one. Until now. Oh, Clam. I bought those dishes to have when I got married. It was a service for sex. Marrying someone with kids? Now you just clean up that mess. Don't stand there. Go get the broom from the back porch. Somebody's walking around out there, a prowler. Hey, what are you doing? Hey, who are you? 
Who are you? You going to tell me who you are, or am I going to have to run for my life? Hey, would you tell me where 521 Keys Avenue is? Lieutenant Muscle. Here. I've been looking for you. Here. Now, it's me. Remember me? How could I ever forget you? Here. You know, let go of me here, will you? Now, ooh, look what you've done to my ear. I look like a lopsided bloodhound now. <laughs> this is for being so nasty to the boys in our outfit. Man, I'm Clem Cadiddlehopper. You just beat up on me a while ago, remember? Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I never can remember faces. Well, I... No wonder you keep going around changing them. <laughs> I'm sorry, Clem, but you look so much like Lieutenant Muscle. Every time I see you, I, I think of how he treated our outfit. Well, I, I just got carried away. Well, I... take it easy or I'm going to be the one that's carried away. <laughs> I can't keep beating you up. No. Uh, here, wear my Dewey button. Oh, I'll pin it on my shirt. Yeah, oh, then I'll... I ain't wearing one. <laughs> then I'll know the next time I see you. I'll oh, know you. You said you were looking for 521 Keys Avenue? Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. this is the house right here. Right, right, right. But you better go around to the front door. Around here, if you come to a back door, they shoot and then ask questions. Of course, they don't get many answers, but that's... <laughs> okay, I'll go around to the front door. Yeah. William, what's yeah. keeping you? I was just talking to a man out here. Well, what was he doing at the back door? Well, Who he was, was he? He's looking for me. There he is now. I told him to go around the front and let him in. How'd he do? Uh, pardon me. Could you tell me what... Lieutenant Muscle! Here! I told you I'd look you up! Get, uh, get up, you rat! Get up! Look, you eager, eager beaver, you! <laughs> That's a new kind of a beaver, ain't <laughs> I'm Clem Cadiddlehopper. Look, I'm wearing the Dewey button, see? I'm sorry. Politics ain't gonna help you. Now take that! Now look, you're asking for it. For what? A manslaughter charge. <laughs> Good thing I don't lose my temper easily. Here, you big bully. What are you trying to do? Not play him silly? If you are, you're wasting your time. Get up on your feet, Lieutenant Muscle. He ain't Lieutenant Muscle. Muscle died over a year ago. Muscle's dead? Well, that explains the resemblance. You say, you say Lieutenant Muscle's dead? Yeah. Gee, I'm, I'm sure sorry to hear that. He was the nicest guy I ever knew. With him gone, life won't be worth living. It'll help me out a little. Gee, poor Lieutenant Muscle. Well, I'll be seeing you around. Never in all my life. Oh, my poor, poor clam. I'll fix you something to eat. Oh, never mind. I couldn't shoot with my teeth scattered all over the rug. Anyway. I'm going. You're going home? No, I'm going over to the undertaker's and get an appraisal. <laughs> I'll see you later. Aren't you going to chaos me? Look, haven't I taken enough punishment already? <laughs> Rose and his Procter and Gamble Orchestra play Puppet Serenade.
Thank you, Dave Rose. A page from the Mean Little Kid's Diary. Have you ever gone shopping at a department store and look around and see somebody else's kid getting into everything? <laughs> the Mean Little Kid's no exception, and the department store is never the same. Mother, here's the big department store. I hope you're holding on to Junior. No, I'm not. I thought you had him. He's gone. Oh, oh Mother, we'll never find him among all these people. Should we call for help? Yes. These people are going to need it. <laughs> oh, oh, there he is. Junior! Yes, senor. Come here to me now, this instant. Okay, now, don't you hit me. You hit me, boy. I'll tell Pop that I was twins. And you'll never be able to explain what you did with the other one. You're so bad, I can't even explain you. Well. You shouldn't wander away in this crowd, Junior. Goodness sake. Listen, you might get lost. And how would we ever find you? You mean you would try? Certainly. Boy, some people don't know when they will or do. We better get on with our shopping. Hey, will you buy me a cowboy suit? No, I won't buy you a cowboy suit. Well, you don't have to get nasty about it. <laughs> come on, Junior. Okay. Come on. Okay. Now, be careful going through the revolving doors. Oh. You might get your head caught and jam it. Yes. <laughs> then, you know, people wouldn't be able to get into the store. Boy, such affection. I've never seen. Hey, how'd this door work, huh? Well, yeah. you just step into one of those little places and push. Okay, then. Well, that's funny. The store looks the same on the inside as it does on the outside. Oh, Junior, you're not supposed to go all the way around. Oh. Come on, I'll show you. Okay. Boy, this is fun. I'd like to get that spinning real fast. Mm. Trip people up and stuff. Hmm? What's the matter with you? What's the matter? Why are you acting so strangely, Junior? Look what are you them staring stairs, at? Mummy. Look, people standing still, yet they're going upstairs. Maybe I've caught Grandpa's sickness. <laughs> Does Alcoholics Anonymous has a kindergarten class? No, dear. That's an escalator. A what? Escalator. I don't want an escalator. I want to know now. What are you <laughs> Now, be careful getting on. No, no, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Well, here, I'll lift you on. Oh. Yeah. oh. Now, stand still. Oh, boy, ain't there something? Uh, stairs that walk. Boy, we ought to have one of these in the house. It would save you and Mummy a lot of trouble carrying Gramps upstairs at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Junior, are you insinuating that your grandfather drinks to excess? Oh, no, no, no. He drinks to get blood out. <laughs> boy, look at all the people on this thing. I sure like to nail their, their shoes to the steps, boy. <laughs> boy, then when they get up at the end, they couldn't get up, and they would go right through that little crack. <laughs> What an imagination. <laughs> well, we're almost at the top. Now, be careful, Junior. Okay. <clears throat> now, wasn't that fun? No, I didn't care much for it. No. no. Mother, I'm going over to the shoe department. Will you watch, Junior? Yes, dear. Hey, Nemo, mm. is you going to give me some money to buy Mummy a, a present? Well, what do you want to buy her? Well, I don't know. How about some toy soldiers and a pair of skates and a, uh, and a feet ball? Or I thought it was too good to be true. You're just thinking of yourself. Uh, what did you suggest I could get her? Give her something she can use. Oh. A hairbrush. Oh, no! <laughs> no, I'm not buying my own booby trap, kid. <laughs> I'm stuck. I just don't know what to get her. She has so much, you know. Oh, so Junior. A kookie lucas she's got in. Junior, look. They're having a fall dress.
dress sales. Fall dresses, huh? That must be those dresses without the shoulder straps on them. <laughs> you know I'd hold them up? A city ordinance. <laughs> well, he just walked away and left me here all alone with a new world to conquer all by myself. <laughs> Oh, boy, I think I'll just pick up something. Oh, that's a silly thing to say. <laughs> Look where I is in the piano department. <laughs> oh, the toy department. Uh, oh, where's old Red Whiskerface? Where he at? <laughs> Not here yet, huh? I think I'll just stop for a second. Oh, look at the little rubber balls. Just what I need, boy. I think I'll take one of them home and try it, and if I decide that I want it, I'll come back and open the charge account. Hey, mummy, over Silver? here. Yes? Where's your grandmother? I thought she was watching well, you. She's only got two eyes, kiddo. She's only got two eyes. Well, where is she? She's over there. Come on, oh, let's, let's well, now, come on, on, let's go. Yeah, just hurry. Wait a minute now. What have you got under your coat? Don't ask silly questions. Let's get out of here. Now, let me see that. It's a ball. Junior, where did you get it? Never mind. Let's get going. I'm loaded down with hot goods. <laughs> Junior, where did you get this ball? Look, stop asking silly questions. The reform school is beckoning me. Come on. I want to know, where did you get this ball? What's going on here? Shh, not too loud. Junior, you didn't take that rubber ball. Yes, he did, Mother. Well, why don't you both yell a little louder? Maybe the store detective ain't hurt you yet. Junior, now you march right over and put it back. No, no, don't make me put it back. Don't make me put it back. He's got me fingerprint on it. <laughs> if they catch me, it's up the river. <laughs> I don't want to go up there with Pop. <laughs> to do with you. And you wanted twins. <laughs> I, uh, if you were twins, I'd pick one of them up and knock the other one down with him. <laughs> now, Junior, you put that back. No, 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 I want it, I want it. I oh, want wait it. until I get you home. Don't take it away from me, please. Don't take it away from me. <laughs> I want a ball. I want a ball. Well, go ahead and ball. <laughs> but put this one back. No, I'm oh. going to kick off of the floor and stop tearing your clothes off. I'll hold my breath till I die. Oh. <laughs> Junior, stop that. Junior! I'm the floor walker. What seems to be the trouble with this little purple-faced boy? Who is my little boy? He's, he's holding his breath because I won't buy him that ball. Well, for heaven's sake, buy him one. No, I don't want him spoiled. If I blow up, I'll be really spoiled. <laughs> Sorry, madam, we can't have anything like this in our store. He might die. Oh, no, 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 no. Now, what's the matter? What he said, he scared me. Oh. He scared me. Oh, no, don't cry, That nasty old man. No, no. I'd kick you in the shins, I would. If I didn't have my good shoes on, I'd kick you. Poor baby. Don't cry now, darling. Oh, he's sorry. Here, how much is the ball? I knew I'd get one. The price of the ball is 50 cents. All right, sir. There you are. Here, Junior. Here's a nice, beautiful red ball. Oh, no. I don't want it. (laughs) You're not going to spoil me, kid. Thanks for being with us tonight, and we hope you liked our program well enough to be with us next week. 
So until next Friday... This is Red Skelton saying goodbye now, and thanks for listening, and thanks for buying more and more of that Wash Day miracle, Tide. Tide's in. Dirt's out. Tide gets clothes cleaner than any soap. T-I-D-E. Tide. Thank you for listening. Tomorrow night, we wrap up the week with Nick Carter, Master Detective, followed by The Lives of Harry Line, starring Orson Welles. Thanks to Joel Schoenwell and Paul Stringer for technical support. The executive producer for Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a great night. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.